Fair enough. Uh, we got, I won't say your first name. We got Murphy of other shows that we have done. We've got Sestocles of the, <laughs> what episode was that? The uh, Sasquatch Eats Too Many Mushrooms. Yeah, yep. this is the yep. guy right It was here. a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a rare situation here of being at my house alone. So, of course, we're up to no good. And we're just going to talk shit to you for a bit. It'll be fun. You'll love it. Trust me. Look at Murph. I mean, he's a good time and all in one package there. Look at him. <laughs> no. You're going to need to scoot closer to your microphone. I understand. Just cut him I'll some slack, bro. He's preparing. He's a professional. Outside. I'm using a dog shit microphone that I thought was going to be awesome. <clears throat> it's not. Uh, my two cheaper microphones that <laughs> Murph is about to deep throw it over there uh, are way better. There you go. The best part is we have no idea what the fuck we're going to talk Am about. Am I too close? No, that, that looks good. Your beard's touching it. it looks I don't good. know. No, it's not. Um, Bigfoot is real. I'm here. Words of wisdom. So we're just going to drink and see what comes out. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I said my piece. Bigfoot is real. Thank you for your input. We appreciate it. Thanks. Murph, what have you got? Besides, you're drunk. That, oh, that was it. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, we've been do- uh, talking shit all night, and, uh, you know, you get a microphone in front of us, you never know it's going to come out. Again, that's what she said. It's kind of the Bill Bailey thing, where yeah. you put a microphone in, somebody's, in front of somebody's face, and they turn retard. Full retard. Nah. It's that's a rough fun. gig. We'll get used to it. We'll warm up here. I already did the intro, so that's half the work. I don't have to do that later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should light the tiki torches, actually. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Ambiance. Look how much uh, better lit Murph is than us. He has the the light. I got the halo. I got the uh, tiki-talkie. I guess it'll make more of a difference if it's dark out here. So what's your favorite conspiracies, guys? Like, out of all of them. JFK. Sasquatch does not count because it's not a conspiracy because he's real, as you've stated. So, if that's not a conspiracy. JFK. Okay, so what do you know about JFK? What's the... What's the... the kill shot was from the street. From the street level down in the, the, uh, the clown level deal. That where the, the clown level? Uh, where is... Uh, oh, man, I'm so retarded when I'm drunk. What is the the gutter? It, it the top of the head of his head flew off and splattered like that's what killed him. He clearly fucking died from that. That's a, a good way to die. That's I mean, exactly way, but, that's know. exactly how he died. I've seen the video. He died from that, regardless of what else happened to him. That was the kill shot. It shot him through the head. It blew the top of his head off. I've seen it. He died that way. That Somebody was like in that. the gutter and killed him that way. 
That's how we died. I know, but have you heard our other episodes with uh, Corey, who breaks down like all the different shit that was going on that day? Talking about who done it? The grassy knoll, all that shit. Yeah. There's, there's so much shit to that story. It's ridiculous. You yeah. Somebody into, else. Like, there were more than there was more than one shot. There was that old boy up there with the bolt action that shot from the, the whatever the hell it was, the dude that got fucking called out for it. But no, somebody. The kill shot was through from. From the gutter that went up next to the Cadillac and took him out. The top of his head flew off. That's what killed him. So you say hundred percent came from down below? Down below. From the gutter. Hundred hmm. percent. I've seen the video. I mean I believe what I see from that. There's a lot of people that think JFK is actually still alive. And I he, don't think he's still alive. It could have I don't been know. CGI. I don't know where his brain it is. But 1960s CGI. You don't know what they had back then. They, they didn't have. It shit. wasn't like the game. The what? The what's the the Call of Duty one that they're talking about? That <laughs> shit. Duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still funny. I don't know. There, there's enough stuff behind that one that it it bears uh, more research. And the weird thing is that if you want to get into real conspiracy shit, is that he was about to disclose some shit. This is how the theory goes. He was about to either disclose aliens or maybe the Federal Reserve. The Mafia, right? Yeah, he was like going to out a bunch of people. All of a sudden, he gets his cap blown off, quite literally, in the middle of a parade. And it's one of the biggest mysteries we have is who did it? Well, Who done it? That's why his brother died, right? Because he was about to—he was very much against the uh, mafia and the Teamsters. That I believe that. I believe that. There's some deep shit. I I think he was, without getting too tinfoil hat on it. I think he was actually. Well, no, I know. Well, because I I wouldn't get too tinfoil hat on it because I don't have the knowledge. To do that, I know, but we we don't have knowledge here. Nobody watches this show because we're knowledgeable. They listen to us because we just talk shit. Fair enough. We're um, speculating <laughs> all day. We don't know anything. Well, no, he, he, his brother, as as far as what I've seen, died completely because he was against the mafia, and I believe he was taking up his brother's work in outing the mafia and outing up outing the Teamsters in their freaking racketeering game that they were doing. As far as like trying to. Uh, <clears throat> up the pay for all the people that were in there and everything else like that and trying to like, believe grand that. takeover, yeah. basically. Now, as far as where the shot came from, I'm kind of with you on that, where it it it, hey, it didn't necessarily come from an elevated level, but I've also seen a lot of ballistic shit where explosions, as far as like hollow tips and shit like that, affect targets very weirdly. If, if for whatever in his... The way his skull was constructed, this was the weak point. He could have been shot here and it would have exploded here. It doesn't matter where it came from. I I think that if that were the case, I think there would have been something else in that video. Unless that video is some some kind of way manipulated, I think he was shot from down low, from a low angle, and it came up out of his... Sh- the, it, I've been shooting my entire life. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I've shot... Has always been. No, I've not shot a person, but everything I've shot. It's okay. You when can you shoot it, dirty laundry here. When you <laughs> sh- when you shoot it in the front, you shoot. If I was if I was killing people, I wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> if I'm if I'm shooting something, I shoot it in the front. It comes out the back. That's right. the way it works. As a skull, like there's not a lot there. 
Right, and, and it's especially with uh, full metal jackets or stuff like that. It's going to exit even a twenty-two. Oh yeah, it, it's gonna hey, it's gonna exit. <laughs> it's gonna exit the exact opposite way that it came mm-hmm. that it entered from. Hollow yeah. points react a little bit differently because it dumps energy on impact. So if this portion where that got blown off was the weak point in his skull, that's what's going to blow off first with a hollow point. Doesn't really matter where the shot came from. Okay, but then there's the whole magic bullet thing. Have you guys well, that's looked garbage. into that at that's, all? Uh, they, they were just fa- flat out fucking lying to us. Who? Magic. Who? Whoever ma- said it. Magic bullet defined that. What are we talking about? Oh, you, you don't know about that thing? I, I've oh, heard my mouth several the theories. Ice bullets. They said it moved. It looped around. Right, that it basically did something physics doesn't allow bullets to do. Right, because they're a bunch of lion cucks. Yeah. So we can establish that. Okay, base fact number one, the media, the government lies. Weird. I don't understand how that's not enough for most people to just question literally fucking everything that comes around. Not just on that one. I mean, that's an obvious one, sure. But there's, I mean, take the last year. Fuck, I don't want to talk about COVID. Then, then don't talk about the COVID. Fair okay, enough. I won't. I'll just say the last year <laughs> is a prime example. No, but of the why inertia thing. Mm-hmm. The inertia thing with coming into the top of the head and then blowing the top of the head off is that. So, so okay. The so weak points are as far as the skull. His genetic weak points could have been there. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm I'm, pay, I'm playing more of a devil's advocate than anything. Okay. Um, where was. And regardless to where he was traveling, where was the grassy knoll? Was it 90 degrees to him, one way or the other? Or was it kind of directly behind him when the shot was was happening? I don't know. I thought it was up towards the camera, but to the right of the camera. So but I don't know. So, so kind of behind where JFK was. Yeah. So that kind of plays into the hollow point theory okay. a little bit. As far as like off the top of my head videos i've seen of how hollow points react on targets yeah they they dump energy on impact it's not a gradual thing they jump they dump the majority of their energy on impact and so if that happens especially into a hard tar- target like a skull if yeah. he was genetically was had a weak point at the top of his skull that would have blown off first. Is that just unique to him? Or Could have been other u- people talked about shooting people in the head. Unique. It would have been a unique to him. Okay. Kind of thing. So, it, and it's a completely a, de- a devil's advocate argument. Right, that would okay. be some extenuating circumstances for just that to happen on that particular day with that particular skull type. But your gut, though, your gut says that's not what the fuck happened, right? No, I, I, I no, like the tiki's. Um, <laughs> knowing that the government played a, a significant, or could have, could have played a significant role in that assassination, or knowing that he was against the mob and against the the teamsters and all that, that level. Of uh, influence, whether it's the government or the mob, runs deep. As far as what they would have done? As far as what they would have done. The ammunition they would have used. The means they would have used to have a fall guy. 
that that yeah. a fall guy is not above it, it, it not about where am, I, where am I going with this having a fall guy isn't uh beyond the expectations of the mob or the government there's always a fall guy doesn't matter who committed the crime there's always a fall guy there's money that goes to wherever it needs to go and there's there's going to be a fall guy exactly 100% what you yeah said. that person's family is probably going to be set up for the rest of their lives no matter what if he yeah. succeeded or if he failed yeah okay that makes sense but like i said i don't know i just, i no, wasn't there nobody knows. <laughs> no, I, I don't go so deep into the the jfk thing as other people might i don't i don't really care i like i was talking about my gut i don't think my gut says things happen the way it happened and that's my general stance on most conspiracies is that 9/11 there's another one i don't really care what actually happened all i know is that what we were told happened did not happen the way it happened. There's people that go so crazy with that one too, where they're talking about, oh, the planes were actually holograms and the explosions were actually just, you know, planted in. What in hit the, the Pentagon? It was okay, a missile. Pentagon, that's another great one, and you know, involved in the in the 9/11 one, but it's uh, clearly a plane did not hit the Pentagon. I don't know a single person who believes that. If you ask him point blank, you know, did a plane hit the Pentagon on 9/11? Actually, fuck. I guess a lot of people probably haven't thought about it, but... We're saying what we were told. You're talking about one of the most guarded buildings in the world, and they, they can't show us the footage of that plane that they say hit it, hitting it? Like, why? Well, and we were also in a very guarded peacetime. At, if, you, if you think about it, like, there was no reason at the time, at the initial point of impact... There was no good reason or no country we were at war with. There was no reason to build up the propaganda to be like, Russia did it. Iran did it. This person did it. Like like there was in World War II. Like we knew who attacked us in World War II. Therefore, all of the propaganda stemmed directly from that. When they, had, when they bombed Pearl Harbor and beat the shit out of us, we knew who did it. So, therefore, all the propaganda and all the decisions made, including <laughs> making our own internment camps and uh, uh, rounding up all of the Japanese we could and putting them in our own camps, happened. Yeah. There, there, was, there was no reason to be transparent because there was no definite answer as to who did it whether it was an inside job or not there was no answer there was no reason behind it we weren't at war if we would have been at war with russia or or, or at war with or china waiting for a war. or waiting for a war which could be identified by a singular or group of countries it would have been 100 percent blamed on them yeah it would all of the energy all of the propaganda would have been they fucked us okay so that kind of happened with 9-11 though is that they they said oh it's you know muslim jihadists in iraq and they have weapons of mass destruction be very very afraid they're gonna come here and blow us up again unless we go do something about that. but that was after the fact what he's talking about like, is we knew who was doing it in world war ii or no yeah yeah yes. we knew who was ready to go and what in 2001 when we got hit we did we didn't know where the fuck it was coming from what? it wasn't they, like we were waiting found for out like 
what a week later or something that it was Osama bin Laden after the fact. Yes, was, yeah, uh, pretty, that's what he's saying. Sure he was a CIA asset, right? I, I can't argue with that because I don't. I haven't done the research. Um, Me and <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I, I've listened to your show Welcome and legit back. yay, I've but listened to your. We I've, weren't fired up like ready to go. Okay, we're going after this country. We have a a a, a, a specified enemy. Like we're ready to go. We're signed up. We're ready to go against this person. We got hit. We don't know where the fuck it came from. Look, my, my point was, I think there would have been more transparency in 9-11 if, before it happened, we had a designated target. If we had a designated enemy. Right. They just, they, they ATM, uh, kind of pulled one out of their asses, so to speak. And uh, I can agree with that. And, and the reason that that's provably false is because we went into their country, destroyed it, and found no weapons of mass destruction. And at the time, I remember actually thinking at the time, I'm like, oh my god. I mean, I was fucking... I won't age date myself. Oh, Murph's taking a piss. Okay. I won't date myself, but uh, at the time, I was freaked out. Like, you know, now I think we were meant to be. It's manufactured fear, like the last year. Not saying that <coughs> COVID word, but... Uh, it was such a manufactured fear. Do you remember the year after 9-11? Everybody was so like, oh, united we stand. There was flags on every fucking car. There's there flags was. everywhere. Yep. And it was like, America against the terrorists, come on. And then I, a couple years later, we found out, oh, they actually didn't have shit. Uh, they, they're they just <laughs> a bunch of camel jockey. Oh, shit, that's racist. They're a bunch of people that ride camels. There we go. Is that easier on your ears? We went over there and checked out their shit, and we're like, oh, they actually don't have any of this. So where was your intel on so, this saying that there so was the, So the initial intel, I'm not much older than you. By oh, I thought I was older than you, actually. No, I'm oh, old. No, you I'm are. old yeah, <laughs> a couple months. Um, the initial intel was them kicking the, U- the UN out of the country because they were doing um, their reconnaissance and they're checking out all their factories and everything and making sure that they were not building weapons of mass destruction on any level making sure yeah nuclear chemical whatever um that isn't it, it it's hard to make this argument without painting <laughs> without painting uh, saddam hussein as a good guy yeah because he definitely chemically <laughs> annihilated um, part of his own population, <laughs> and oh, yeah. not saying he was a great guy. <laughs> no, yeah, he wasn't a he's great guy. Better off dead. Yeah, well, he's in uh, Valhalla. Oh wait, no, no, that, no, the, no, no. The worst parts of hell, what's, where with they shove pine cones full of sand up your ass. No, what's the Muslim heaven? It's uh, seventy-two virgins. Nirvana? No, that's Buddha. Buddha. I don't know. Oh. It's got to be similar to Christianity. I almost broke right into the mic. You're welcome. Worst things have happened. Um. No, but the 72 virgins. Remember the joke on that? With 72 virgins? 72 like, crystal clear how is raisins? That, how is that in any way a reward? They're only a virgin once. You go through all 72 in three days. And no, but not like, in oh. heaven. I don't like the, the Christian version of heaven any better. Oh, you're saying I get to spend eternity with Christians? No, thank you. I would uh, take my chances down in Hades. Thank you. <laughs> 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 At least those people know how to party down there. 
Yeah, party while depends on who made it into heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people that are going to make it into the Christian heaven are going to be people like. Are you judging? Certain are you judging? I will not say his name. No, I'm not are you judging, judging at all. Have <laughs> fucking fun up there. I don't want to be there. I'm sorry. I would rather not be in the presence of certain Christians that I know personally. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're not listening to the show, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, apparently it's a big enough place though that you wouldn't necessarily have to be. So, yeah, there was here we go. There so wouldn't be a sound level ordinance from JFK to Muslims <laughs> to heaven, <laughs> as we do. Uh, so we talked to I think it was the last guest we talked to, my Maria. She was talking about uh, as far as uh, sim theory goes, and how the reason that the Earth could be flat and a ball at the same time, if you're thinking sim theory wise in a hologram or a video game. You get to the edge of the earth, and it renders whatever the fuck you're thinking about. So you get to the end of the earth, and it just continues around because you think it's a ball. Uniquely to you? Right. Or? Yeah. So that's... It's like the thing... Uh, why The whole idea of like why people get stuck in the forest or get lost in the forest, and then they find their clothes folded up. It's the missing 411 stuff. If you're never looking into that, look into that. It's David Politis. Look into his shit. But there's so many cases, of, especially in national forests, of people going missing. They come, they scour the place a bajillion times, and like two months later, they came across the same spot where somebody disappeared that they've looked over, and they find their clothes clean, freshly folded, and like set on a rock. It's bizarre shit. Look into that if you don't know what we're talking about. But uh, so the idea is that that if it was sim theory, you'd be in there. And it would be too much for the system, a.k.a. the Matrix, to render. And it would be easier for the computer to just kind of pop you out of existence, out of the Matrix, instead of rendering this whole forest with birds and shit and everything. So, in theory, it makes sense. I like that theory. I also like Hollow Earth theory. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, that's a different episode. But What do you think of, of uh, Sim Theory, Sestacles? Because... Uh, You've listened to our show. I don't mm-hmm. know if you listen to a lot of the Sim Theory shows, but I yeah. I love that that theory so much because it explains a lot of different theories if it, you buy into it. It explains a lot of different theories, but as far as um, most of those theories, if I understand correctly, have stemmed after the computer age, which could be a could stem because we actually finally understanding it. Because we've evolved enough with our, our technology to actually understand what's going on. Yeah. Or it stems from just we've played video games enough to where we know what walking out of bounds looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it take, take um, uh, what, what do we play a lot of it? I don't, I don't know that you played a lot of it, but Ben did. Uh, Skyrim. Oh no, I did. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get to a certain point of the map, and it's just like, well, no, you're good. Like we're not gonna bother rendering what's left of the map if there's there because there's nothing left. Some of the older games, you'd walk off the edge of the map, and it would literally you'd like fall, and it would be a white void, and then it would respawn you because yeah, like, no, you you went too far. You you, you went too far, even though they lo- there looked like there was land in front of you. Yeah, you went too far into the nothing. Yeah. So. It, <sighs> That that one's harder for me to wrap my head around just because I play a lot of video games. It's hard to go, okay, yeah, that's real life because, you know, I've experienced that in a video game that has 
limited computing power. If we were in a matrix, I don't think that I don't I don't I wouldn't know that I wouldn't think that there would be a limit to it. It would be so far above what we can do as far as so far ahead of what we can can, can comprehend that the force would just be there. The power. So the only yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh that that doesn't mean that freaky shit hasn't happened. I'm not trying to disclaim that or, or discredit Ball. that. <laughs> ah. No, I just mean like uh, if I always I always uh, correlate it to Legend of Zelda because we allegedly did a lot of mushrooms one year and went on a bender with that game. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but no, uh, a couple times. Okay, Hold, thank you, uh, listener. Suddenly. But they, <laughs> so I always uh, correlate it to that because it's such a great representation of Link is in this world, and as far as his little computer brain is concerned, it goes on forever because it's the world. He doesn't know what the fuck's happening when he gets to the edge of the map. He just knows that he was in this weird place and weird shit happened, and now he's back at home in his bed. Sounds kind of like an alien abduction, you know. But his butt hurt. And to his mind, there would be no end to it. Like, even if he, he could conceive of the Matrix and be like, this is all a computer simulation, man. And he's talking to one of the other characters in the game. I don't even know their names anymore. But <laughs> he would look crazy because he'd be like, no, obviously the world is round. And, and this is not a pro flat earth thing. I cannot buy into that yet. Show me some more evidence. But the idea that the world is whatever you think it is makes a lot of sense to me because there there is some power in the human mind there's oh, some yeah. weird shit that can happen with your with your brain oh like, yeah magic is a great you know example of that where there has look at dean radin's book if you've never read it look up dean radin's book real magic clinical studies of people like doing shit with their brain that should not be possible and it's you know double blind whatever the fuck scientific shit um there's no explanation for that, of why that should work the way it does, and it does. So there is some weird shit with the human brain, so it, it makes sense that... I don't know where I'm going with that, motherfucker. <laughs> well, it, 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 it makes sense that everything is pretty much out of our control, and crazy shit happens, whether we're in a, a matrix or... I don't know if it's out of our control, or if we're just, you know, prepared... That's not the right word. Yeah, uh, uh, we're manipulated, conditioned, conditioned. There you go. Into thinking that it is, therefore keeping us at bay, smoking weed, hanging out in our backyard, talking on this stupid box, so people can listen and feel smart. Well, you're not gonna feel smart after this, actually. Sorry. <laughs> Murph, are you okay? Yeah, I'm. Uh, there's something else happening. Oh, oh, you got it, a little... It clicked into it. A little, a little twinge <laughs> of the alleged mushrooms. Yeah. You're lit up, You're still lit up a lot better than us. Well, mm-hmm. you turned it down. Why'd you put me on this donut mic? Uh, well, I thought that would be enough over there. Clearly the not. Mic. Grab some water. Sorry, as long um, as the audio is not as good. Like, I can back <laughs> off and just be dumb over here. <laughs> you can be dumb however you want. Uh, I don't know, bro. Take I a got break. an issue. Water. Anyway, as far as my favorite conspiracies, yeah, that's probably about it. Sim Theory is one of my favorites because it explains a lot of other shit that goes on. Like, it doesn't explain NPCs. So, are you familiar with NPCs? Non-player characters. Yeah. 
So, no, I guess Sim Theory does explain those, but it doesn't explain to me the... But who does that... That basically... That would... You could kill anybody and it doesn't matter. Oh, okay, now you're getting into the glitch in the Matrix That's... That's a where bit he blew much. His fucking mom's face off because he's like it doesn't matter. because yeah, he's major. a retard. Yeah, he was a retard. Yeah. No, that's, there's that's retards chicken everywhere. shit. You can, you can respect people. You can. I don't know, man. I don't know if I believe that stuff, but I just. You just got to be nice to people, I guess. I just. I don't know about the Matrix thing. I mean, you have you have moments where. There's there's part of the the animated matrix where it's like you you get into these you're you're not technically here you for me playing music I I have a euphoria when I play music and I get into certain things minus the drugs minus the minus everything I just I get into a mode just the music when I'm playing music where it it feels or it is whatever it is when I'm playing, when I'm doing a bass, or when I'm playing the drums, or when I'm playing the keyboards or the guitar, guitar mainly. That's my thing. But there is a moment where that transcends the existence of what I'm at, and it is a feeling that is is so much more than it's so much more than anything else I've experienced. Like it's it's so much more than sex than friendship than it's so much more than anything else. It is so powerful. I don't know what to. Um, what what else does that mean? I don't know, but that is so profound to me. That moment where you hit that euphoria, euphoria is a good word for it. That euphoria when you're playing for me, when you're playing that music, when you hit those notes, when you, and it's usually by myself. It's. I don't know where else to go with that. It's so much more than the existence that I'm at. And I, I, I hit that, and then I come down from that. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, we just hit that, and we're just like, okay, that's that's what that means. That's what this means. And I I'm definitely like, hit that on, on drugs, at least. I still have to. I mean, it's, it's, oh, I've hit that on drugs. But I'm saying without drugs. <laughs> but to hit that without drugs is is so profound i don't know if there's a there's got to be another word for it but it's it it means so much to hit that when you're hitting when you're hitting that note when you're hitting when you when you when everything comes together on a loop track when you you're slammed you hit the kick drum right you hit the crash right you hit the bass note right you're you're lighting it up you're sliding from one to the other and you're hitting the solo and everything just fucking means what it means it was supposed to be what it was you're slicing the cheese perfectly i mean <laughs> shit dude like everything is just so perfect it was like it was meant to be like somebody else had a hand in what was happening kind of a thing yeah, Where it's like because i'm retarded so somebody else had to had to make this up it's it it uh, I don't know what to say. Oh, it's, that, that segues nicely, actually, into uh, your feelings on God. I have to go actually check and see if we got something delivered, but segue into that, though. What do you think of God? How do you perceive of God? And catch me up when I get back. It'll be like five seconds. <laughs> Murph? I believe in God. Uh, I think he exists. Um, I was raised 
even though I look like a Jew, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was raised uh, a, a Episcopalian, uh, so God exists, and we're a little bit lenient on what we need to do to get around to him. Um, okay. No, it's uh, it's it's pretty easy as long as you just kind of say, hey, we're here, and uh, we accept it, and that's the thing. Uh, that's kind of how it goes. I, I bounced around as a kid between churches as far as um, between Catholic and Baptist and all that. As my, I think my, my parents were trying to find what fit their belief yeah. instead of trying to conform to what whatever the church thought okay. was their belief. Yeah. Um, we landed in a very large Baptist church. So, and Baptist has a lot different meaning. There's a lot to, to, that. to There's a lot to that, and then there's nothing to that at the same time, <laughs> if that makes any sense. It depends on where you're at in the country, so, too, well, right? Exactly. It, well, and it depends on why you're going to church. Okay. Uh, a very, we had, I think, the, the congregation at a service was over three or 4,000 people. Holy shit. So it's very... Never been to anything like that. It, it, it was an auditorium. There was a basketball court inside the auditorium. Jeez, dude. Very, very, very large. 50, 50 people. That was a lot for us. 50 people is, is <laughs> a... So as a believer, even though I, I tend to try to stay to my own belief and try to, to do my own thing... Um, 50 people is a lot. 3,000, it's very easy to go to church, claim you're a Christian, and just blend in. And that's what happened there. The that, whole that, hands that, in the air. Yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons when I hit 18, I decided, nah. Because it was, it, there, there was no connection. There was no personality to it. There was no... Um, it, it was a broad spectrum of preaching. That's important. That kind of personal mm-hmm. uh, it, relationship. Exactly. With the Lord Jesus, yes. Or whoever Or just in you, general. Yeah. It, 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 so <laughs> if... Both are funny. If, <laughs> so what, 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 it, what it kind of equates to, if, if Joe really wanted to be my friend, but I was the person that stood in front of 5,000 people on a daily basis... Or three times a freaking Sunday, it, w- <laughs> it would be a little harder for Joe to come up and talk to me on a personal level because I was the 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 I was the superstar. I, maybe not Joe. He he'll talk to anybody, but you, you understand the you you will talk to anybody. Anybody who will listen. Yeah. Hey, ho. prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tommy Chong came on. Ah. <laughs> It's magnificent podcast. So, it was. So um, you, you, you get where I'm coming from, though. The, the the pastor wasn't the pastor. The pastor was a superstar. Yeah. The the people, and I was part of it, with the people that led worship, the people that went up and played, they weren't the worship team. They weren't approachable. They were superstars. God, that's so different than what right? so what, what I went through. Yeah. And and like he just said, so dumb. It, there, there was no personal connection. 
Yeah. My, my, my parents found personal connections because they got involved in small groups, maybe 10 to 20 people. So they found personal connection through the church yeah. because the church provided means to have those small groups. But going every, this, this is why I don't go to church right now because there's no small churches in my area that align with what I believe. So I'm not going to subjugate myself. I'm not going to put my wife in that situation. I'm not going to put my kids in that situation. It doesn't matter what they want to believe when they get older. I'm not going to put my kids into that situation where it's a, Oh, what's the, what's a good phrase. What's a good way to put it? A, uh, a mind dump, a, uh, that's good. A, a blanket preaching. As far as this is what we believe, but there's no why behind it. Every church is, though, too. Not necessarily, because the last church we went to when we lived in Jackson, we were a lot closer to it. It was only a 35-minute drive. It was maybe 20 people that showed up. I knew the pastor's kids. Non-denominational? Non-denominational. Okay, those are the best ones that I've experienced. And... The the pastor there, his name's well, I, his name's Mark. I won't say God his last him. name. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I won't, but I can. Yeah, his name's Mark. Could answer. Mark. Could answer. <laughs> could answer the whys. It did. It didn't. If to his belief, yeah. could answer the whys. So that, that's a lot. It that is. goes far. It it does, and it it, it helps either reject the people that aren't willing or ready to accept what they want to accept as far as the religion goes, or it helps rein in the people that are on the fence. Yeah. That are like, I kind of believe what you believe. Yeah. But I want to know the whys of it. That I don't know is powerful. It is. I don't, and, that's, and that's having, a powerful leader. And having somebody that can, that can stand up there and go, these are the whys for how I've interpreted Interpret, interpreted, interpreted <laughs> the <Both>. Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I'm like, I'm not perfect. I'm intoxicated. Um, <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> like have somebody up there that can actually interpret the wise for you, or not for you. For you means that you're going to turn into a drone. I believe this because he said so interpret the whys to where you can understand them and then make your own decision after that is important. That's why I really loved going to his church because that's what he provided. It wasn't a, you need to believe this. It wasn't a staunch, hard Baptist up bringing, you need to believe this or you're going to hell. See, that's how we were brought up. Obviously. Yeah. And it's, I guess maybe that's how I framed every church after that, but uh, maybe it seemed it's a rough seemed, gig. Like, we've gone to a couple different churches after that, and it still seemed like that was the main thing they were saying: is like, if you don't believe this, you're going to hell. Well, and, and when you and when you get into powers aside of humans, I don't think just believing something means when you die you're going to go somewhere else. No, that's, that seems uh, ridiculous. They, they want to control they want to they want the power well, and, and especially when you get to a congregation above 150 th- we'll say that the the shift goes from preaching and doing the good lord's work to this is we need your tithing so we can do what we want 
We need your money so yeah. we can we can employ these I need people. A new jet. We need. I need a new it's jet. So I need a new car. So can I, you I please does, give okay, the money? Real quick, I think that does paint people in a, in a terrible light. And it does. Everybody knows. Fuck them. When you see, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them in the butt, like the Catholic or Church wherever does. you know. Uh, but when you see those, you know, the TV evangelists that are. Uh, doing their thing with their gold bling and they're on for fucking a god awful amount of time and then they're they horrible people. and then they plug the gofundme and then they plug the church website yeah. and they plug where you can donate so they can that, continue doing their good work so fuck them i think that that's another stereotype uh, and i know several preachers and pastors that are not like that at all they're very humble they live i mean i grew up with a kid that was a pastor's kid and he they lived very meagerly their house smelled like cat shit all the time <laughs> like they were like the definition of like uh, a monk or a hermit's house like mm-hmm. it was it was not great and it, he's a very sincere dude i think he's misguided now but that's definitely not the the, the thing you see on TV is on TV for a reason like they they have ratings apparently i guess some people watch it they get the money. They ask for money. They get the money, and then they have their jets. The, the Lord told me that He wants you to donate so I can buy a third jet. Horseshit! The Lord told me to put my foot in your movie. ass. Yeah. Horseshit! Oh my God. Nah. <laughs> nah, 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 no, 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 garbage. That's th- those people are charlatans. They're fucking. It's it, it, that is a personal experience. That is a personal belief between you and God. That's what it it is. It comes down to intent. So, yeah, they're shit human beings. It is heresy, at least in the church we grew up in, to say that it doesn't matter what you believe as long as your intent is okay. That's heresy. Oh, those are garbage. Okay, so you can define it as one thing, and then stem from there, there as far as what I believe. And that is an acceptance that Jesus Christ came and died for you for your sin, battled the devil for three days, and then came back to life now i've heard your podcast i know where you yeah okay (laughs) so i i know where you stand on that so two days two days (laughs) was it two no i'm just three i'm just being an asshole so (laughs) and sorry and gather myself a little bit because i squirreled five times conduct myself in a matter (laughs) um you just believe that or not. I, I, I don't think the defining point of that is believing that Jesus actually died and then rose again. I think the defining point in that is believing that Jesus is there for you and is the the bridge between you and God. Okay. Whether or not he died and rose again, whether or not any of that happened... I believe that the the defining moment of that story is believing that. That's huge. That's the point. Is believing that he's the the bridge. That's the point of the whole thing. The bridge between you and heaven. Right, but is it Jesus as Jesus, or like as that actual dude, or is whatever name you conceive? Whatever name. Whatever name. So so that's that's what I'm talking about with heresy, though. That's my. My church would say, no, it's only Jesus Christ, the right. guy that came here 2,000 years ago. He was the sacrificial lamb, uh, clearly against Word. God's uh, 
directive to not have human sacrifice. Right. That's the guy. That's, that's a back control, though. That's a back so, control. <laughs> were, you, were you here 2,000 years ago? I wasn't. No. No. So. <laughs> I wasn't either, for I, the record. I, I've been. <laughs> I thought you were. Oh. I've been influenced <laughs> in my life, and you can take it as you want. Anybody can take it as they want. I've been influenced in my life by all three. I've been influenced by the Holy Spirit. I've been influenced by Jesus, and I've been influenced by God and how I conduct. You, you m- call what you're being influenced by. Yes, right. because of what I believe. And and that doesn't mean that I think you need to believe them. That doesn't think that doesn't I mean that doesn't mean that I need to convince Murph, who I met tonight, that. <laughs> He needs to believe this 100% or you're all going to hell. This is how I conduct myself because of the experiences I've had. Right. And that's awesome because it works for you. Yeah. That's the the difference is that there's people that would... People. A lot of people people I know (laughs) that would say, no, you have to do this and believe X, Y, Z. Otherwise, you are literally going to burn in eternity. And that sounds crazy to me. I don't call me crazy. But so. I think as, as long as everyone does their best, again, heresy, I, I think if a Muslim doesn't blow people up and thinks that Allah is great and that when they die they'll go to see Allah, they'll die and see whatever version of fucking Allah they think. I bet a lot of them don't. No. No, the ones <laughs> that have a bomb strapped to their chest and kill other people, they're going somewhere nasty. I don't know where that is, but they're not going to 72 virgins as hell as yeah, that they're would probably be. not. But and, and here, here's where, I I, yeah, here, here's where I end my argument. <laughs> and and this isn't a. This is this is more of a diffuse of the situation. If no, I find myself okay. in a no, heated situation, no, 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 no. If I find myself no, in go. a heated situation, this isn't a heated situation. Okay. If I find myself in a he- heated situation, this is where my diffuse and end of conversation happens. I'd rather believe what I believe and be wrong and die and wake up to nothing than believe what I believe. And not accept it and wake up in a burning pit of fire. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that, not that that's that's how I believe it. Hell isn't a place to go party in yeah. my belief system. Oh, you're not Joe. No, I'm not Joe. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't think it is either. I'm that's not. Funny, no, I was, I was it, making it a joke. A funny, funny. Holy ah, shit, I'm is. making a joke. Yeah, Jesus no, no, no. Christ. This is not what I believe. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We just talked about him. <laughs> My bad. Holy <laughs> shit. My bad. Oh my, I, I look like a Jew. Jesus. Holy shit. Holy shit. I mean, Holy Spirit. Fuck. Whoever. <laughs> save me. This is why this is great. Because I actually don't disagree with you at all. Right. But, but the, the whole. Okay. But no, but so, that's. No, no, no wait, but that's wait, the, that's the greatest thing. To try to break it down to how we, we were raised is that you do this, this, and this. Otherwise. Fuck you, and you're going to burn forever. That is a fear-based trauma response yes. in children. Yes. Like, you're telling children, unless you do this and don't jack off, fuck, don't I, jack okay, off, okay, so you're going to burn forever. Like, I, I had a mental I had a mental breakdown when I turned 10 because I couldn't, one, comprehend why 
be, because of all the, the, the religious beating, we'll say, or religious Jesus. berating, whatever you want to call it. it. It wasn't abuse. Abuse is a hard word. It's it, almost it, psychological. It, almost. It, I had a, a mental break the night I turned 10 because I couldn't believe, and it was more joy than anything else. It, it, was, it wasn't a fear-based thing, I, I don't think. But anyway, I had a mental breakdown when I turned 10 because I couldn't believe God allowed me to live 10 years. <laughs> And it, it's it, it's almost comical thinking about it, but at the oh same time, God. I can't wrap my head around. But that. at the same time, like I was so overjoyed and terrified, and whatever else, whatever other emotion you want to roll into, having me cry in the middle of the night at ten years old because God allowed me to live ten years. Jesus, dude! When I was nine, I was worried about becoming two digits. Yeah, I was gonna be ten, one yeah. zero. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. I, I, I was worried about playing that Legos. About the same, yeah. Jesus. So, so it, 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 it's hard to describe because that was, you know, 25 years ago. Roughly. Roughly. Don't date yourself. Give or take. I can bleep that out. Give or take a decade. We're totally missing It's hard to remember the details. I just know that I was very overjoyed and and just had weird like oh i'm 10 oh my god i can't believe god allowed me to be 10 even though you know obviously i didn't i didn't i didn't lose parents yeah i had both my parents i hadn't lost grandparents at this point and i still had a great grandmother alive at this point so there's 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 no like precursor to that like i hadn't just lost my mother or just lost my father or grandmother or grandfather like it's just a weird like set it, it could be it could stem completely into my own psyche but it like but how swinging that hammer yeah like how did that happen like how did it get to the point where i thought i needed to be so grateful it brought me to tears that i got to 10 that's trauma-based mind control it's like the oldest trick in the book mm -hmm. scare somebody shitless so that they're grateful that they're alive but see this is this is when we're at the point where we're at the big church where it wasn't necessarily fear-based because they wanted families to be there so they got more money so we weren't necessarily getting the hellfire and brimstone you'd get at smaller churches yeah that's so different than what I experienced. I know. My, mine Holy was, shit. I, I literally asked Jesus into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior so many times. Never did that. I was fucking terrified that I was going to burn in hell for all eternity. That was the sole reason. Like, I didn't give a shit about Jesus besides that he's apparently the <laughs> dude that's going to keep me from burning. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to love this dude. No homo. Because otherwise, I'm going to be on fire for eternity. I don't want that. No, I don't see, want that. And see that, and that's where the the. <laughs> God, uh, damn, that, dude, that, that's so fucked up. It is, and that, and that's where. God, it's not the, even this, close this, to what I experienced. Even as a, as the, a the the shitty religion that I had, like that was it was not even Judaism. Oh, I'm going to shut up. Judaism. No, I got to take a leak. You go. Oh, uh, right. uh, yeah, that that's where. That's where I draw a line. So my my oldest decided to accept it, but and to accept Jesus as her Lord and Savior and all that. But she didn't do it out of fear. That's beautiful in my mind because it, it is. But what was the reason? The re she went to a um, 
What did they tell her that made her so susceptible to that? All the joy and happiness. Bits of it. All of the floof. Okay, so there you go. So, so floof is a great word. Mm-hmm. So there's the secondary part of that. That that would be what I would call non-denominational churches, is where they're like, no, if you do this, you're going to be endlessly happy. And, and uh-huh. that's, that's just as much of a trick to me on the other end of the spectrum, where right. they're like, no... You need to do this not because of hell. Don't worry about hell. You're just yeah, don't worry. endlessly happy don't, and don't joyful. Worry. Don't worry about burning in hell for your for the rest of your life. No, no, it's gonna be beautiful. Don't worry about you that. It'll be that fine. Bethel. Oh, good. <laughs> maybe but anyway. Local church here that is all about the floof, and they're like, so no, no, that, it's that's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And this bleh. this this is my hard line. Oh, when give it me, give me your hard line. Oh, <laughs> when when it, when it comes to dealing with people that claim to be Christian. This is my hard line. And I find myself using this and defining this more to Christians than non-believers, which is freaking obscure to me. It's backwards. The devil's real. You're a Christian. You don't believe in the devil. You're wrong. You're wrong. There, there is an opposite to the euphoric heaven that you claim you're going to. Evil. There is an exact. There is an exact opposite to that. You don't believe in the devil. You don't believe in demons. You don't believe in their influence. You don't believe they influence the world more than God does. There is an evil. There is an evil. There is an evil. Okay, it's that's so, where I would agree is that there is definitely fucking evil. That's my line. And I find I find myself I find myself preaching the devil more than I find myself preaching God when it comes to believers. It's like, oh no, God would never let that happen. Um, did you ever read Job? Did you ever read that no, entire that, fucking book? Uh, okay, if you want to go into Job, there's the Astro Theology from Micah. Uh, tune in Sunday because we're gonna have him back on. But uh, the astrotheology of that book is basically just a star map. Think of that whatever you want, but it's pretty compelling. Anyway, if God loves you so much and you're doing everything he says on this earth so well, there's the why again. We talked about this in the Discord. You still have to fight. There's still a point. Like, you still have to do... Just to make an example out of him for 2,000 years in a book that people wrote? Like, that doesn't make so, any sense to me. Like, then fuck you. I'd rather burn in hell than so go through that on Earth. You're, you're also talking about a different time where God was... More, if you want to believe in it completely, you're also talking about a time where God was more present on Earth. And what happened to that? That was a big question I asked my pastor. Um, that, what happened to God? Why did he just check out for the last 2,000 that, years and just be like, I'm oh, just going to watch. where was that? I'm just going like, to um, see the shit out of this and just watch people. That happened in the new in the Old Testament, and I can't remember where. Um, I wish I remembered the book, but it basically described, because they had the Ark of the Covenant that they drug around everywhere they went, right? Very religious, yes. Yeah. They there was a point in the Old Testament where they could feel the Spirit leave the Ark of the Covenant, and that's where God checked out until Jesus came. And I can't remember what book that was in, when that happened, or whatever else. But it was Job took place in a time where God was very present on Earth. Apparently, I wasn't there. Me either. Yeah, and the if you were holy shit. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> and the What do you know? The the story with that is basically the devil going I can I can change his mind. And the and God said bet. Because there was still a massive rivalry that God's was apparent. Like YOLO. It's yeah. a dirty motherfucker. Yeah, there was a there was a That's still up in itself. It is, but, but there was still a massive apparent and very obvious rivalry on Earth that people could see between the devil and God. Now, my dad talked about the personal relationship with God, and he said, "You have this relationship with God, and it's personal. It's separate from the church." But you know what is right and what is wrong based on what you feel. And you can feel when it's wrong. And you can feel when it's right. Yes. And you do what is right. And that's, this is after that Episcopalian kind of thing. That's what my dad taught me is, is you need to do this based on what you feel. That's, and that and that's, that's really what, what I've I'm, done. It's led me to drugs. And no, I'm kidding. Hey, no. I, every everyone has to have their own experience. Everybody does. And I am a hard-headed motherfucker. Yeah. I need to learn the hard way to do things in order to do them the right way. Yeah. I in in my work, I'm I'm a mechanic. I'm not a mechanic. I fix cars. Like in my work, in my personal life, in my friendships, like I've, <laughs> I need to do things the hard way. And what you just said makes complete sense. And it's what I try to instill in my kids because I don't want them to, to grow up thinking that I valued my relationship with God and Jesus more than them which I think is what draws or kicks a lot of people, a lot of kids away from their parents. I was making a joke. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I value my relationship with my father. Right. That's the whole thing. That that is more important to me. My relationship with my kids is more important to me than instilling a sense of relate a, a sense of religion into their minds. They don't need to okay. follow. They don't need to follow what I follow. If they come around to it, like my oldest has, great. I'm going to support you no matter what. My youngest, my my middle kid, I still say youngest because my my youngest youngest is still very new, and he's a boy, so it's different. <laughs> <laughs> but but my youngest daughter is going to be the one that's going to give me hell throughout it. Just but the, of course, just, just it's her personality. But I want to be able to have answers when they question and not just go, well, it's your sin nature talking. And, you know, maybe you need to look inward into those situations and figure out why you're asking those questions to begin with. Like, that's bullshit. Fuck off. Like, seriously, <laughs> fuck off. You can't give me a straight answer. You can't just tell me I don't know. Tell me I don't know. That means a lot. Oh, circling back like Jen Saki, yeah, to the pastor saying he just didn't know. Yeah. Our pastors never fucking said that. They they would just, you know, be like, Here, here's a Bible verse about what your question was. I'm like, that has uh, nothing the fuck to do with what I just Nothing asked. to do. Oh, from and, a leadership standpoint, as a boss... That's that's so profound. Somebody comes to you with a question, and you're like, I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out. 
that's the thing that that means so much to whoever you're and then you figure it out and you come back to that person and be like okay i did the research i know what that means Here's what so, it means. So basically what we've talked about for the last, I don't know how long, is basically there's a significant lack of balls in the church. I have a joke with this. Go for it. There is a God and I'm not him. <laughs> Wait, that was the whole thing? What the fuck, man? It's from Rudy. It was a great movie. Oh, Jesus. I mean, Buddha. No, but uh, uh, fucking go so for th- it. This is, this is why I liked going to the church that I went to and, until we moved even further away from it is that I didn't get any backwards answers from him. This is a man that came from politics and got called (laughs) and got called by whatever source you want to fucking name into being a pastor. He could still hold a very powerful seat wherever he wanted to in politics if he wanted to to this day. Because that's the kind of person he is. But he his focus got redirected. He's a recovering alcoholic. He's a man. He's a freaking father of freaking... He's got five boys and a daughter. Like, <laughs> he's been there. He's the type of person that doesn't... That doesn't... Um, doesn't try to polish his past life. That makes any sense whatsoever. So when he has an answer for your questions, it's like, okay, I can take that. I can take that answer and run with it because it's not going to be bullshit. So that's why I like going there, but I haven't found that anywhere else. He's kind of an anomaly right now in the church, which is stupid and kind of scary at the same time. Yeah, I guess Pen. at the end of the day, we just nobody knows, and you got to do what you got to do, uh, whatever makes you feel good. Which sounds super progressive of me, but uh, <laughs> what makes me feel good is not giving a shit. I love it so much. <laughs> cheers. Oh, oh, let me grab my drink. And cheers. Uh, that was a great ending point, though. Thank you. We can end on that. Can we? Yeah, why not? Okay. We can go sit back down in the comfy chairs and watch my crazy psychedelic lights I have. They look really cool. Do you like it? I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us on this special edition of The Bat. Uh, <laughs> that that turned weirdly religious. It turns however the fuck it turns. Why are you thumbs up in the... I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm not just saying anything. Murph, thanks for joining us. Uh, Seth, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Uh, let me put my earpiece in so I can hear the shit. Yeah. Make sure it outro's right. Yeah, something like that. Hey. Um, balls, balls, balls. Balls. <laughs> That's the perfect outro. I love it. Uh, tune in tomorrow. Rockfin Live. We're going to be doing some shit. 